Just Between Friends is a podcast where you can listen in on a friend's private conversation, but leave feeling more connected than ever. If you're into overanalyzing, having heartfelt conversations, agreeing to disagree, avoiding small talk, and getting to the meat of it, this podcast is for you. I'm Jess. And I'm Bryn. And with our almost 10-year age gap, we look at life differently. We're here to combat loneliness while having good, deep, truthful conversations and talking about topics that matter. If you're into that, we'd love to have you eavesdrop. Uh, so here we are again, and I, I'm going through some growth. And I'm if I just keep stretching and moving myself, it's because my body physically hurts with this growth. Mm. Yeah, it sucks being in the middle of it. That's for damn sure. Oh, it sure does. But tell me, how are you doing? Like, catch us up on you. Mm. Well, yesterday was wild. Yesterday, <laughs> it wasn't like, like we were definitely going through something, but it wasn't like, it was like, it's self-inflicted. Like nothing happened. It's just like Ben's job is so freaking wild. And this happens every time we change jobs or he gets laid off from a job because that happens often. And like, I was literally just in bed most of the afternoon, he was on phone calls and I would just like sit there and wait for him to come and tell me what's going to happen to our lives. <laughs> kind of, it's, uh, from an outsider, it's actually kind of entertaining. It's half entertaining because half of it like he's been gone for six months we've had our life here and like i'm in control of my job i don't have a boss i don't have a husband here to tell me what to do i don't have parents or family around like i just get to do whatever i need to do and it's been wonderful it's been glorious actually <laughs> and so half of me is in that world we're like well doesn't really affect me like I'm still here just like hanging out doing my thing and then the other half is like no but we're married so <laughs> I, I should probably care about these things and like I have like I want him to talk to me about these things and so it's it's definitely a battle of like caring and then like not caring because it's not really my situation how does Ben take it? Because it feels like from the outside, Ben is like cool as a cucumber. <laughs> he is so quick to change his emotions that it's like stressful. I'm the provider. I need to make money. And then like the next second, he's like, I just got to laugh about it. You know, like it's, it's just, it'll be fine. We'll work it out. And so his <laughs> emotions are just like a roller coaster every single 10 seconds for the most part, he's good. He just feels like he's like the pressure, the essential pressure man. That's like, I'm the provider and I have to be the stable income producer in this family, even though it's temporary and we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. So we were kind of like, what's that? Today we're good. Today we're better. Good. It's like that whole, this too shall pass. Yeah. It's true. And sometimes it's incredible how fast it passes. Mm. Yeah. Well, like even with, with what you were saying 
before this of just like how your day has been so far like you think of like it's gonna last forever it's gonna be so long I have to get through it it's gonna suck like maybe it'll be gone tomorrow I know I know a good night's sleep you never know I know a hundred percent well we were kind of spitballing on what we were what we wanted to discuss today um do you want to start and just kind of take it away with some of your thoughts around happiness, materialism, that kind of thing, or we want to start there? Yeah, I, I mean, it's all very much the same kind of idea, but um, I took a trip recently with a friend and we went to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee and it was glorious. It's like one of those vacations that you take that you know is going to be so relaxing and it's not one of those vacations that you take where you get home and you're like oh like I need a day (laughs) like when I get home like I was just I was very relaxed and very just refreshed and we kind of set that out at the beginning to just be very loose and very just do whatever we wanted to do but just still be very just relaxing and the whole entire time we just had really good conversations Um, I mean we drove 11 hours there so obviously we had to have um, those involved, but we just had really good conversations. And one of them that we kept coming back to is this idea of like minimalism slash materialistic, like America, basically. And how we are just like, we deep down know the type of person that we are is one that enjoys people and relationships and nature and like good conversations. Like if you would ask us both our like core, core values, we could give them to you straight, like right away. However, we struggle with the idea that the temporary of, of these temporary happen, happiness purchases or things that we think we need or, or we want. Um, I mean, cause there's, there's definitely things that like I could say that I want, I don't need them. I just want them, but we are struggling with the fact of like being a good human and creating the things around us in our environment that like is just plain goodness in a sense. I don't know, a weird way to describe it, but I think you can hop on the train of like, we don't need all these things. Mm -hmm. Like like these things around us that I've bought or that I think I need or the things that I've done to bodies or like the cars that you drive, you know, like all these things, do you really need them Mm -hmm. to make you happy? No. And I think, I mean, I, obviously I think we know the answer. Um, it's, in, it's, it's always interesting when someone's kind of going through something that you've been noodling yourself, because I very much feel that way right now. And I don't know if it's like the season, like spring cleaning or, you know, we got back from vacations as well. And I feel like getting into our house, I am overwhelmed by the clutter, like by so much crap. And my family, we were talking about this just the other night at dinner, all five of us. 
And I was saying like, I just, I just, I just want to get rid of all of it. Like, I just want to get rid of all of it. Just throw it, just get rid of it. But I was like, the craziest part is though, is I would fill it right back up again. Mm. Like, I don't, do you ever go to like a VRBO or an Airbnb and there, because nobody lives there. If you go to certain ones that are just vacation rental properties, they're like super slimmed down, right? You've got like only a few sets of dishes, a few pieces of silverware. You only have certain cooking items and then everything, like there isn't books laying all over like there are in my house, like everything. It's just like so clean and precise and everything has its place and it feels really good. But I actually don't know how you create that and live in it. I, I am the, I'm the opposite of that. I have so much shit. Like you can, you can do a one sweep. You can do a nice deep clean and declutter of the house, but you can't sustain it. No. And I honestly, like, it's weird because I think I'm, I have two sides of my like appreciation personality. Like I do like that minimalist side. I love that. I love like, I love seeing it. I love being in it, but I also really love like cozy. I love when things feel like well put together, but also very busy. Like, okay, the two ways I would describe this is, well, everybody can picture minimalism, I feel like. You can picture like mid-century modern or like just very minimalistic. Everybody can get that. The other side I absolutely freaking love is what I would call like Mexican influence culture. Like lots of color, lots of things, lots of... Very just talking about I love that. I live for that. Like it feels so rich and mm-hmm. colorful and vibrant and beautiful. But I was like, it's like around Christmas when you're in that too long though, like all, you like, you need to purge it out. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, totally. It's definitely, it's, it's hard to find that balance mm-hmm. and continue it. Very. For sure very I have more questions for you so this trip that you went on like how long have you been friends with this person oh my gosh not very long at all we this is our second trip together and we decided to drive across the country um the first one was to Duluth we probably I think we met last summer to be honest like a year maybe Okay. Is that weird? I feel like that's it's so weird. That's why I'm curious about it. Like, <laughs> so, like, how did you guys decide that you wanted to like travel together? Because I feel like that there are people who travel well together and those that don't. Hmm. 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 I think we are very much the same. Very much the same type of person. When I say that, it's not like we have all the same commonalities. It's like we like we like, um, being by ourselves. We like quiet. We don't need a lot of people. Um, we like being in nature, that type of thing. And like, we just talked, we had like just really good conversations since we've met. Um, we also are like kind of partnering together, like business wise. And so that has been a lot of our conversations. And so, knowing we could do both of those things, like talk about our businesses and, and tweak them and grow them and learn different things alongside of just having a personal relationship. Um, yeah, it just, I mean, it came together fast. The Duluth one was kind of like our, our, um, test run, I'd say, even though that one was 
five hours away too. Um, but yeah, we just, we just like the concept of working to live and taking time off. And because we both have a virtual business and career that we can take that anywhere, like we can do a little bit more than most in a normal job setting. And if something comes up while we're on the trip, we can, we can figure it out. And so I think we have a very, very similar lifestyle. We're both at home a lot. Um, we work from home. And so being able to do that is very easy for us in a sense. Um, and we are just, we think, we think we value travel highly. Yeah. Do you have any anxieties about traveling? with her or like with anybody or like, cause are you guys like together? Like, so you drove in the car for like 11 hours and then you're sleeping in like the same hotel room. Like you're with each other a lot. Uh-huh. 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 I think, I mean, I think with anybody, there comes a time, even my husband being home for two and a half weeks, I was yeah. very ready for him to be gone. <laughs> it's not like he, he's coming home and working and being gone the day he's coming home and not doing anything. No. Yeah that but like he's home all the time and I'm home all the time so I think with anybody there definitely comes a time after I mean we were there for we were together for five days I think and so I think both of us we probably could have lasted like a few more days but there's definitely like those times you're like yep like time's up like right yeah now yeah but nothing happened like it was still very good yeah 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 for sure like didn't you ever have to like just toot (laughs) (laughs) that's what I think about we we had a conversation about pooping in the hotel room okay and she (laughs) she said well I'm gonna go down to the lobby because I don't think we're on that level yet and I was like oh we're not (laughs) (laughs) like it was kind of sad I was like oh (laughs) oh that's sad <laughs> not that funny okay so we didn't think we were gonna go here but so when John and I we just got back from San Diego and we went out there for a work trip for him and what's kind of cool about these work trips is we get to meet people from all over the country and theoretically the world because there are people who come from all over the place and there's lots of them they're all in similar businesses to John so they're in like manufacturing so most of the time it's like the dudes are all doing similar things and then they bring their wives and the wives do very different things, you know, from staying at home to entrepreneurs, to hairstylists, to whatever. And so we met a really great, like it started out as one couple and then we met another couple and then we met another couple and it kind of became like this group of us. And one night we all went out to dinner um, in, in San Diego, in like this little area called like little Italy or something like that. And we went to this little Italian joint, which looked a lot like the Venetian in Vegas. It was very strange, but we were eating dinner and somehow we got on the topic of like bathroom behavior (laughs) and our entire table. It was like a really refreshing conversation to have with people that I didn't know just about like how weird it is that we all it's very normal to sit down and eat together mm-hmm. but it would be very weird if we all sat down and went to the bathroom together very yeah yeah but eating and going to the bathroom go hand in hand those things those two things have to happen for both for either to happen very true 
And isn't it weird how taboo poop is? <laughs> Literally, no one talks about it. Nobody talks about it. No one talks about it. And, you know, I've carried for a lot, a lot, a long part of my life, I've carried a lot of anxiety around everything that is involved with poop. Yeah, John and I, like 14 years of marriage, like it is a, we, it's still like a very off top, like we can't, re- we don't talk about it. Like that is just not. Oh my God. Isn't that weird? Very. So weird. I used to have a friend in college who she and her boyfriend, like if one of them was going to the bathroom, that one, number two, the other one like could walk in the room, like no big deal. Absolutely. Oh, really? Absolutely. Oh, heavens. No, (laughs) we would have to be, no, one of us would literally have to be dying. Like (laughs) I cannot wait. And for whatever reason, the other person can't get out of the bathroom Mm -hmm. for that ever. Like those, John cannot handle it. Cannot. Oh, it's, oh, it's both of you. Not just one. Oh yeah. John, like if I say anything about like, he needs to see me as a being that doesn't poop. <laughs> there is an open door policy in our house. Like if, yeah, if no one's coming over, like we don't shut the door. It's, wow. It's just what it is. Ben, I, uh, maybe I should just say that about myself. Ben goes for like half an hour. So he's like doing all the things in there. That is so weird. I know. Like it's so weird to me because it's so opposite from us. And it's weird because it's how, how long you guys have been together is like forever. At least 20 years. I remember my sister saying a similar thing of like, yeah, like we just, it, it's not a big deal. Like we just do it in front of each other. And I was like flabbergasted because it was like, I don't know, maybe our first year of being together, second year of being together even. And then now I'm like, nah, nah whatever. Oh my God. Like if one of us is in the shower, the other one wouldn't even conceive of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the things I'm learning about you. So this is not so, what we're going to talk about today. It's not even like close. <laughs> but honestly, you started talking about your trip and I was like, what if one of them had to fart? But what if they had to poop? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, now that we're here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I like, okay, so getting back to this minimalist thing, I kind of want to bring it in a different direction because I've recently been having similar thoughts, but, but, but very different actually. But you had mentioned when we were preparing for today and talking through just like, what are we going to talk about? You said like, well, do you just buy the BMW? Because that's what people tell you success looks like. Mm, Totally. Okay. So I recently ordered a brand new vehicle. I ordered a Ford Bronco. Um, it's brand new. I have no idea if I'll ever even receive it because right now the way like the supply chain stuff is working, it, like submitting an order does not even mean that you're getting a car. It just means you're putting a wish out into the universe that maybe eventually you might get one of these things. So it's not like I have a new vehicle, but when I was debating, if I do this, I saw the Ford Bronco and I really liked the body style. And, and the one that I want is actually very hard to find. You'll see a lot of like Bronco sports, but you don't find this, like the original body style, which is very, very boxy. 
Um, and part of the reason I want this vehicle is because it's, I can order it in a manual. So it's a brand new car in a manual and an SUV. So when I was debating if I ordered this thing, it just felt so extra. Like, Jess, you do, I, I do not need a new, new vehicle. I do not. I drive a very nice Lincoln Navigator. I drive like the cat's PJs for vehicles. And you got that what, a year ago? Uh, you know, I think it's been two, but yeah. Oh, right before paid, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Two years ago. So this is a brand, I mean, my freaking car has like seat massagers. Like it's stupid. Out of all the vehicles I've ever owned, this is by far the nicest vehicle. Anyway, this felt so extra. Like just do not, like you do not need this. You, of course I don't. But I will say, so I ended up ordering it. And what's really weird about this is I'm not even doing it because I'm like gaslighting myself into thinking like, no, I think this, I should get this because it's a better fit for our family, blah, blah. I'm not like making any excuses about that. I ordered this vehicle because I want it. It's very like if a vehicle can reflect your personality, this one definitely does that for me. It is like meant to be in the outdoors. Um, the roof comes off, the doors come off. It, I, I ordered it with kayak rails because I want to put my kayak that I just got on it. I plan on putting bumper stickers on this thing. And I think you and I have talked about, I love bumper stickers. I love them. John hates them. This vehicle just feels like my personality in a vehicle. And I'm, I'm very excited if I someday get it. John hates this vehicle. So ordering this vehicle was not like a unanimous, like this is a good financial decision. It is absolutely not. He loathes this, this vehicle and it's not a good financial decision. But you know, I thought a lot about this because I was like, if it's not a good decision, don't buy it. It's obviously not a good financial decision. I wouldn't buy it for that reason. I don't need anything. Don't get this vehicle. And at the end of the day, I decided to order it anyway, because I'm walking the line of somewhere between Sometimes you make decisions for like, to, 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 I don't know, to enjoy the fruits of your labor. <laughs> and like, you can do that. Mm. I, and, and this is the thing, like anybody listening to this is going to be like, that, I don't know. I don't know if that resonates. <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you, there's a reason I'm a little bit like this. When I grew up, my parents bought vehicles and they drove them till they died. Everything we bought, everything. Like you, they built one house in my lifetime. The other one we lived in forever and ever and ever and ever. Any vehicle they ever bought, when it was done, it was literally donated to Rawhide, right? Boats, we owned one boat it, for the whole lifespan of that boat. It probably went to Rawhide. All of our bikes, all of our anything, like my family is not a toy family, if you will. They don't, they don't buy things so frivolously and like, we're going to buy this for entertainment and enjoyment. And then if it doesn't work out, we'll get rid of it. That is not my family. When you are committing to a vehicle, you are committing for life. Fast forward to when I met John in his family. They are so entirely different. They are, they are on the opposite end of that spectrum where they're like, life is meant to be enjoyed by the things enjoy them. And then you don't have to keep them forever and ever and ever. 
It's not, it's not a marriage. It's not a child. And I really like that influence in my life. And so I'm just leaning into it. Do you think it's honestly from like your voice and tone, it sounds like the way that your parents did that was wrong. It felt heavy. I remember it feeling heavy my whole life. Yeah. Not wrong. Why? Yeah. Like, why is that way of living wrong? To correction though. I don't think it's wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. I think it was right for them. If you're hearing any wrong, I think, cause it's wrong for me. Mm. I don't think that is not who I am. And it's not like who I want to be. I was just telling my dad, Um, so we have a boat, we've had it for a long time. We're probably going to sell it. It's just that time. And one of the things John and I have been sort of tossing back and forth is if we buy a bigger boat that can go on like Lake Michigan, so we can go between Wisconsin and Michigan. And I was telling my, I, first of all, I love their reaction when I tell them stuff because they think I'm insane. They're like, but they've also always thought I was insane. We are just, we, I wonder too, if my kids are going to be this way, you can, you can bear offspring that are entirely different from you. They'll go back to how your parents were. Probably, probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But I was telling them about this bigger boat and my dad's like, well, what are you going to do if you like, what you have to store it? And you like, what, what if you don't, it doesn't go well. Like, Like, this seems like a terrible idea, Jess. Why are you doing this? What if you don't want it? And I was like, fine. Then I get rid of it. Mm. And that is like, that, that feels taboo in our family. Okay. This whole idea of accumulating something, but you don't have to keep it. Yeah. Goes with, you could say that about anything. Yeah. Like being able to let something go. Yeah. Being able to not think forever about something. One thing I do want to clarify though, that I do feel very opposite of, I also adopt animals and I feel the exact opposite about that situation. We are currently living and caring for a guinea pig that we adopted. And my family has tried to multiple times get rid of it. And I say, no, 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 no. That is a relationship you do create for life. That one I feel very strongly about. I do not get rid of animals. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Weird, right? That's that's a clear distinction. Very clear, but things, yeah, I have no problem. Just the like, even just like houses, I come down to decision making, and I'm like, is this the right decision? And that holds me up. But I've always, you've always um, inspired me to just move through decisions. And I think that's definitely just part of your personality of like, if you buy the house and you don't like it, like buy another one, go sell it go get a different one. So like that type of mentality, I could see being a very big, I mean, it's, it's both, it's a strength. And like, also like, do you need a new car? <laughs> I'm careless, right? Like that's like it, going back to the consumerism like thing. Yeah. It also, if we were all like this, like our world would probably, we would have just global warmed the whole thing and we wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's been that right. Is, yes. 
So that's where I do feel like, I definitely feel like, okay, Jess, slow your roll here. And where is the, like, how do you find the balance of that? Like, how are you still a good human and like you prioritize like your true, true values and get rid of the excess, but still enjoy the life that you are working so hard to create? Um, I have an answer. You stay true to who you are. And I can tell, like, I can tell you some of these things that I'm offloading currently are not authentic to who I am. Like, okay. So the Lincoln mm-hmm. notice how I talked about how it's so great and all these things I can like very much see its greatness from like, I have a distance from that vehicle. I, I, it was John loved that car. Like it made sense for our family. It, he, like, it just, yeah. And of course, why would I complain about it? It's a great car. Uh, Is it me? No. Mm-hmm. Like I can definitely feel with this Bronco. So my favorite, favorite vehicle of all time was a Toyota RAV4 manual. Um, it was a piece of shit. John made me get rid of it before we had Ren. Cause he was like, this is a death trap. He called it the dirty squirrel. And this Bronco feels a lot like that, like getting back to my roots. Like I'm like a manual girl. I want it to like bang around a little bit. We're going to throw some bumper stickers on it. It's got to be able to carry my babies, my kayak, maybe our bikes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be able to get dirty. I'm going to put a dirty ass dog in that car. And I don't want to have to like wipe down beautiful leather seats. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that. Interesting. Done. So that, that would be my answer is like, know who you are so that when you are buying things, even if you have to invest a little bit more, maybe they're for the long haul. Interesting. Like our boat thing. I don't really care if we get rid of it. It's like this big, loud wake boat with like multiple subwoofers and speakers. Like I'm a kayak girl. (laughs) (laughs) You're not that kind of girl. No, this is John's boat. Isn't it funny? Like, don't those situations where you're like, no, 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 honey, this one's mine. Like those just feel really good. Oh, they feel good. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. I get to have that. You know, it's, um, I was listening to a a Rachel Hollis, Rachel Hollis, Rachel Hollis podcast recently about, she was talking about, uh, breakups And she was saying, I just resonated so much because she was talking about how when you are in a long-term relationship or marriage that you make decisions as a couple. And after a while, you don't even question those decisions. Like, so after her divorce, she was talking about how she really wanted Netflix. And like, that was just something they didn't do. And she found herself being like, oh no, we don't do that. And then she was like, wait a minute, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I do watch Netflix. So she watched Netflix. And that's like, it's such a trivial small thing. But I do think when you're in, when you have been a couple for a while, like a long time, or you're in a marriage for a long time, I think it, it is, you do, you lose yourself a little bit. And sometimes like not ruffling feathers is a whole lot easier than like saying like, no, I really, I don't want that. I want this. Or I, you know, it's, it's little stuff. It's big stuff. It's yeah, no, I, I could see that a lot. 
of just going with the flow. I'm finding that a lot. I'm trying to like trust myself more in like gut feelings and gut decisions because I feel like I'm a person that's very easygoing. Like I'm like, we could do whatever. Like I really don't care. I will be, I will be happy. Maybe I won't be the happiest, but I'll like, I'll just be chill and happy. And Ben, Ben is louder than me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not that he overbears or overpowers situations. It's just, he is just louder, a louder voice. And so I find myself just like going along or like, maybe he didn't hear me or maybe like, I didn't really care. So I didn't say anything. I'm like, I'm wanting, not that I'm even saying the things yet, but I, I feel myself wanting to say what I want and mm. do what I want. And like, just that first gut instinct of where you want to go for dinner, like just saying the first thing that comes to my mind and not even questioning it. Mm. I feel, I don't know. I feel like that's something that comes with age because I'm sure as a child, you used to do that all the time. Right. Like what kind of, what kind of candy do you want? Oh, I want like M&Ms like duh. Mm. But like, and as, as an adult, you're like, oh, like, should I, like, do I want this? Like, this, is, this sounds better. Like, this would be better for me. Like, what does he want? Like all these stupid questions. Well, you know, what's interesting is I've always been this way. So like, yeah, like as a child, I definitely was that, I, I mean, they probably didn't even ask. It was just, I already had it. And the most time I was in trouble for it. I, I don't know exactly what Ben's personality is like, but in our situation I am that one who's like always steering the ship and so my hope or my like my wish is to be more more listen more like be more like you you know what's weird though is when people are used to you being a certain way changing throws them very off Mm. like like I am always the one to make decisions on where are we going for dinner what are we having for dinner all of that if I were and I've tried Cause sometimes I get really sick of making those decisions yeah. when I say, I don't care. And I really don't care. They don't make one. They're like, whoa. It eventually, like, I will make one. Like it did just, I, I have to like, that is my role. Cause John is not that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. As you were speaking about Rachel Hollis, I listened to that other one that you sent me about. Okay. goes alongside of this whole topic of um like happiness and what we truly want and staying true to who you are who you are and how you started to talk to me this morning about beauty mm. and in that podcast so when we talk about beauty we're I mean you can interject here but I think from what you were talking about it's like it's these either temporary like long-term temporary or permanent things that have come into society and telling us what we should do or what we should change or what we should want. I mean, I'm a female. I see a lot of the female people doing it. There's probably some males doing it also, but um, I'm just talking from my experience, my perspective of those things telling us we should get fuller lips. We should get bushier eyebrows. We should have longer lashes. We should be tan. We should have bigger boobs. Like, and now there are things because of technology and science and all these things that you can do those things, Mm -hmm. but does it, it doesn't necessarily make it right. 
and it's it's this whole idea again of like are these things like good for me is it really what I want is it going to make me happy and in the episode that this this doctor I can't remember his name he was talking about he was I think it's Dr. Aman okay he was saying that 72% of America is overweight 46 is is obese and there are many other wrong things with America I'm not just highlighting weight for it's it was just the statistic that he brought up but as he was saying that I was like there has to be something wrong with us if this is the trend that has happened for so long, if, if we are coming down to society telling us that we need to change things about ourselves to be beautiful, and then we are like becoming so overbeast and overweight as a whole, like, isn't there something wrong with us? if like this is the, the direction that we are consistently going down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that those things are bad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do them or they shouldn't, they, that they don't make you happy. There's, there are people that get them and they love them. And like, I don't care what you do. You go ahead and do whatever you want to. But like this overarching theme of like, okay, America, like what the hell? <laughs> more, 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 more. <laughs> Yeah. A lot, you know, like, I think the overall, like what I hear from, from what you're saying and what I was thinking is like, uh, John calls it the Amazon mentality, mentality, Amazon mentality or Amazon something. Um, but this whole idea of like, I want it now. And just how we are so unwilling to, plant seeds or work towards something. We want a quick quick fix. We want instant success, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, Because we were, when we were traveling, I was talking about my businesses and like I said something, I thought it like, I thought the growth was going to be faster. And we just had a good discussion around like growth is growth, no matter, you know, the speed, but he's like, you know, but it not, it's not going to be quick. Like, you know, that it's not going to be quick. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> if you but, I, it. but it's almost like you have to take the time to actually remember that and ground yourself in it because society certainly won't, won't serve that up to you. They're mm-hmm. not going to put it in front of you. Like yeah. what sells people is quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Um, that episode and we can, well, we'll figure out if we can link it in the show notes. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it sound all fancy, <laughs> but what really hit me with that is like the effect on our mental health. I was so fascinated by that part of it and how our brains are literally being rewired based on the environments that we live in, the food that we're consuming, what we put into our bodies. Um, and I really liked how his goal is to really change how we look at mental health and mental illness, because his belief is basically, what do you say? 80 some percent of people have some, I don't even know the words he used, but struggle mentally, Mm -hmm. have some 
kind of mental, you know, and a lot of it doesn't have to be medication isn't always the answer, mm-hmm. but it's holistic, mm-hmm. but it is environment relationships, nutrition, food. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's such a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This whole <laughs> Uh, I know like the beauty thing. And I kind of feel like that maybe is for another episode. Cause I feel like we really like go down this path, but I just find myself in a place knocking on the door of 40 where I'm really questioning what I will do for beauty. Um, you know, cause I'm also in the aesthetics industry. And so I'm surrounded by just, just what's available. So whether it's injectables or, you know, Botox, neurotoxins, so Botox or surgery, um, threading, like all kinds of things I'm surrounded with. And it's, you really do like getting back to our question about like, how do you make the right decision, purchasing decisions? Like you also, how do you make the right decisions? You really have to know who you are. And I'm really being faced with some of those hard choices right now that I haven't, I really, aging is this weird thing. You always, you know, it's coming, you know, it's coming, but you don't really like, when does it happen? Like, when is, when is that moment when you, cause I felt I was, I felt young, 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 I wasn't thinking about young, young, I wear sunscreen, I vitamin C, all this stuff. It wasn't until like 38 where I was starting to look in the mirror and I was like, Oh, like it is changing. It is. I can, I can see it. Like I can see the wrinkles. I can see I have hooded lids. I can see it coming. Like I have jowls now. I never had jowls. Um, you don't realize in your twenties and early thirties that there is going to be like, it will literally be like a day where all of a sudden you realize that you're on that other side of the aging. Like you're you're not getting younger. It's not getting better. But, but what is hard is if you just stay on Instagram, you will think that things just keep getting like better. You just keep looking better and you can do all these things to look better. And, and you can, and like you were saying, everybody gets to make their own decisions, but it's still going in one direction. And my struggle is the emphasis that I have and the value I have placed on physical beauty, just me personally is now coming into stark contrast with like where I'm at physically. Like I, if I'm going to age gracefully and let's say I make, like for me, I don't know if these decisions, like I don't know if injectable wrinkle filler and injectables and all that stuff is the right path for me. Then I need to come to terms with like this value I've placed on external beauty because that is going to change. It won't look it, so it's been, it's been hard. Like I've really been kind of, I've honestly like wrestling more. It's embarrassing to be honest, like how much I've been wrestling with this. Well, it's, it's, it's not the value. You can still have value in beauty and physical beauty. It's, it's the way that you see the beauty that has to change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even saying that I'm like trying to wrap my head around, okay, what would that look like? I just don't even know. I just don't even know. 
but we let's save that. I want to, I mean, I think there's a whole discussion to be had around society and uh, the emphasis we place on beauty specifically around women and okay. So the, I was talking about my value on beauty, but the value we place on women who are beautiful and young. Mm, totally. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. Um, what you were saying though, I have a little wrap up topic, not topic, but statement in that same episode, we'll have to figure out how to link it because it was really good. In that same episode, they talked of an answer to this, this whole question of like how, how to value like your happiness. How do you figure out what you want? How do you, how do you figure out what to choose and what to do and what to take into yourself and allow, um, like your whole Bronco situation, what they said, there's like two questions. Like the first question that you have to ask is like, what do you want? Like, what do you want out of life? What do you want out of business? What do you want out of your family? Like all these questions. So like, that's the first thing that you ask this, but there's a second one. Like, it's not just as simple as that. So like staying true to who you are, I think you have to get that first, obviously. But the second one that you have to be like really truly honest with yourself is, is asking, does my behavior fit? And I think that's the one. I think people know, can have a gut feeling of who they are and like what their priorities are and what their values are. But I think the behavioral question is the one that hits harder because you can lie to yourself for so long. And you could tell yourself, like, it's okay. Or like, it's just this once, or this will be the last time or whatever it is. But like, you have to be, you have to come to that truth. Oh my gosh. This is why I love our discussions. Cause we just, it's so helpful for me. Like even you listening to the episode, I didn't, I don't, I don't remember when they said that. <laughs> I don't remember those questions at all. Do you know what I find like, so uh, full circle for me though, is like you saying that, like, I think this is what people don't know or that I wouldn't know if I weren't in the situation. When you just say those two questions, what do you want? And does your behavior fit? I would imagine that if you know what you want and your behavior fits, that you're probably in a pretty good place, mm. right? Like that's gotta feel, that's gotta feel good. It's gotta like, mm-hmm. I can a hundred percent tell you in business right now, we'll use a business example. Now I'll use my life. I know what I want. And we are talking about before we got on this. Mm-hmm. So to be treated with respect in business, let's say, and to speak my truth and always be authentic and treat people with respect too, in return, mm-hmm. does my behavior fit? And I can unequivocally answer right now. Yes. And then the next one would say, do you feel good? No, I feel like hell. Because sometimes when you know what you want and you know that you're doing the right thing, like my behavior is fitting what I want. I want respect from people. I want to treat people respectfully. I want to speak my truth. That can really, that hurts sometimes. Like that causes friction Mm. and it fucking sucks. Interesting. Isn't that weird? It's my personal example then. Very dumb, but it's always good to leave on a dumb note. What do I want? I want a 
okay. So like this Bronco thing about like how I was saying this feels just like so much more in alignment with who I am and authentically me than this fancy little thing. Does my behavior fit? <laughs> I guess so. Ordered it. <laughs> it's on its way. Hopefully. I also mentioned John doesn't like it. So that hasn't been a frictionless process. Sure. Right. Okay. So I think that is the that would be the, I would be interested in more examples of that. Like, but, but I will, what I do think is long-term, it will lessen stress. If you, if you know what you want and if your behavior is matching in the short term, might kind of suck, but in the long term, it is, that will always be the right decision. And maybe it sucks because it's what you have not done before. Absolutely. Yes. Like, oh. God, that's good. Shit. These are always great. This is why we always, always, always like, this is so good. This is why we're doing this. It's right. Okay. Thank you all for joining. We will link everything in the show notes. And we're excited to connect with you next week. Yeah, we got, we got something to continue with. So we got to keep going. <laughs> all right. Take care. All right. Bye.